0: Welcome to The Kevin White Show. This is the podcast helping you to prosper in the presence of God. Thank you for subscribing, reviewing, and sharing the show. Kevin White is a global pastor, best-selling author, and international speaker sharing God's message of prosperity for all nations. Kevin has flown over a million miles to 27 different countries and spoken to thousands of audiences throughout the world. As a serial entrepreneur, Kevin has helped start hundreds of businesses, nonprofits, and churches. Kevin's three books, Audacious Generosity, Get to the Point, and What's Your Word? are international bestsellers with over two million copies sold worldwide. Kevin is the CEO of Spirit Media, a full-service publishing and marketing company in North Carolina. Okay, who's ready to prosper in the presence of God? Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together and help welcome your friend and mine, Kevin White.
1: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Kevin White Show. How are you doing today? It is August the 1st. Welcome to August. Hope everybody is doing great. Uh, tell me where you're watching from. Say hello and give blessings to brothers and sisters around the world. We are so grateful for everyone that tunes in. Uh, who's watching in the USA today? Say hello. Uh, what about in India? Anybody watching in India today? Uh, there we go. Joshua in India. Uh, God bless you, brother. Namaste to all of my friends in India. And I hope that you're sharing this broadcast. Please take the link right now. Send it out on WhatsApp. Text it to a couple of people. God's got a powerful word uh, for us today. Um, our hearts and prayers are with people in the Philippines. We know that uh, Philippines has been suffering with typhoons. Uh, one of our staff members had water in his house earlier this week. Um, and um, we, are, we are praying for anyone. Uh, we're praying for the state of Manipur. We know that horrific injustice is occurring right now. Um, and unfortunately, um, the Indian government, where are you? Like, I really wish that you would, uh, go and, uh, bring calm and justice to the people of Manipur. Um, we are so blessed to live in the USA, everyone here. If there was a civil unrest, uh, you know, we've had it. Uh, we faced a lot of civil unrest throughout the history in the USA. Um, but there has there, it, it has been very few times that it has gone on and on and on uh, without anyone coming uh, to bring law and order. Um, thank God if you live in a place where there's justice today, where there's, where there's protection, um, where women are protected, girls are protected. Um, praise God for that. We're praying for everyone in Ukraine. Um, there, that is another situation of injustice happening in the world. Uh, where are you located? We're praying for you. We are grateful that you would tune in. Uh, August the 1st, happy birthday to my mom in heaven. Today is her birthday. Um, and I'm so grateful that she knew Jesus and that she is in a much better place now. Um, but I am hope, hoping that today is a day of blessing in your life, a day of victory in your life. God has a powerful word uh, for us today. The word is overflow. I don't know how often you think of the word overflow in your life, but God has a gift that he wants to teach you and I about this word overflow. So say hello to family and friends around the world. Uh, I am glad that you are a part of the show. Let's dive in. Uh, This word overflow, one of the most popular verses is in Psalms 23. Maybe, you know, I read Psalms 23 every day and verse five says, my cup overflows with blessings. My cup overflows with blessings. One of the things that I'm mindful of every time I read Psalms 23 is that this is truth regardless of what I'm seeing, regardless of what I'm experiencing, regardless of what I'm feeling. And so it reminds me of the truth. And this is... One of those truths, every single day, God wants us to be reminded in. I heard the statement last night. I'm not sure if I can repeat it verbatim, but it is, uh, you may not see the solution, but God does. And uh, Psalms 23 reminds me of that. And it reminds me that my cup overflows with blessing. So uh, in the kingdom of God, uh, we, we are... A cup, and God is giving us gifts from heaven into our lives. And David said, my cup overflows with blessings. Um, It is a call to live generously. It's a call to be mindful of the needs of others in your life. And we're going to see that. God said to Abraham, I will bless you and make you a blessing. And every one of us are children of Father Abraham. Um, we have an incredible book that's being published through Spirit Media. I cannot wait to share it. Um, a a, a um, devout Jew was converted in 20 uh, in, in the year 2000, took Jesus only for salvation. He has so much biblical wisdom from the Jewish heritage, but he is writing in that, re- in that respect, but as a born-again believer in Christ. And he really uh, walks chronologically through the dispensations, the provisions of God to the people of God and the value of Israel and the value of Jesus. And he teaches us, most Gentile white people like me don't really understand that Jesus was a Jew. We thought the Jews crucified Jesus and, um, you know, he was mocked as being King of the Jews. Um, and you know, now in 2023, there's a lot of anti-Semitism, um, persecution against Jews and hatred toward Jew- Jewish people in the Jewish community. And yet we are following a Jew. And, uh, so, um, Charles, as he writes, he points that out and helps us to understand the historic value of Israel. Well, one of those values is that spiritually, our great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandfather is Abraham. And God told our Abraham, our, our grandfather spiritually, Father Abraham, I will bless you and make you a blessing. And so the next generation, that carries on. It's legacy. It is a spiritual promise to every believer covered under the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. I will bless you and make you a blessing. And so imagine today in Afghanistan, someone calls upon the name of Jesus for salvation. All of heaven erupts in a party. All the angels are cheering as that person confesses their sin and takes Jesus only for salvation and they are forgiven they are transformed from darkness to light and they are given everything that God has given Jesus so they they need to read the Bible you and I need to see from Genesis 1 all the way through Revelation 22 this incredible love story and these promises that God has given But immediately, that person in Afghanistan that yesterday was far from God, today is now a friend of God, God would be saying, I have spiritually given you the heritage of I will make you, I will bless you, and I will make you a blessing. And from this day on, they can live in the overflow. But are they? Do you and I live? in God's overflow. When, as soon as we take Jesus only for salvation, the flow is coming into our lives and it goes beyond our lives. But does it? Are we a dam of the blessings of God, meaning we, we, it stops with us, or are we an overflow of the blessings of God? There is, there is a reality that happens, and I just want you to hold out your hands with me before the Lord. Everybody, go ahead, please. Hold out your hands, okay? Put a hand emoji in the chat. Somebody, that everyone just hold out your hands. There is a spiritual reality of God, bless these hands, bless me. There is, there is an act of God that happens when we do this. But there is a greater blessing when we say, God, put through my life what, the peop- what others need. And we understand that there is an overflow. You know, God didn't just sprinkle you with one blood of Jesus. If all you could experience spiritually was a drop of blood of Jesus then obviously there wouldn't be too much for you to share. But if you go back and study the sacrifices of the Old Testament, there was a requirement of pouring out the blood. You have been covered under the blood and it is dripping off of you into the lives of others. But is it? You've received good news. Now, are you being good news? Are you sharing good news? You have received security. But are you... Allowing the overflow of that spiritual DNA of you are accepted, significant, you are, you are secure. Is that overflowing to your loved ones, to your coworkers, to the people that you're around? There is an overflow that's happening. Um, I appreciate that David said, "My cup overflows." This is in your hand. He could have said, "My bank account over at the bank." Everybody say the name of your bank. Over there could be overflowing. But God purposefully used David to say, my cup, the the very thing of God in my hand is overflowing. That is true, but are you and I applying it? Are you and I experiencing that? It is... The gifts of God that are within your reach that you have the capacity spiritually to empower others with. But are you and I doing that? The word can be overflowing into your life and into the lives of others through you. Food can be overflowing, a provision of God into the lives of others. Clothing into your life, and into the lives of others. God's presence, where you are in the throne room of God on a daily basis, hopefully starting your day in the presence of God, and it just overflows. And so you go to the marketplace, and it's overflowing that you've been in the throne room of God. You go to the office, and there's the throne room of God. You go into your kitchen, and there's the throne room of God. It's just overflowing. That is God's provision. That's the God that we serve. Look at Acts chapter 4, verse 29 through 31. O Lord, hear their threats and give us, your servants, great boldness in preaching your word. Stretch out your hand with healing power. May miraculous signs and wonders be done through the name of Of your holy servant Jesus. After this prayer, the meeting place shook and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Then they preached the word of God with boldness a visual demonstration of overflow. From the hand of God, healing comes into our lives and goes out into the lives of others. Overflow. Have you ever been healed by God? If you are alive with a beating heart, you have been healed. There has been something that has attacked your body, even if you've never even sneezed. Every one of us live in an environment where we are under attack with germs and viruses, and God has healed us. And that healing power, physically, spiritually, is meant to come into our life from the hand of God and then through our hands into the lives of others. When's the last time you laid your hands on someone and prayed for their healing? You have the authority, the power of God to do that. It's come into your life. And you and I will either damn it up or we will we will share it. I want you to see the point that God wants us to take away from these verses, and that is that we serve a God of overflow. God is so capable of meeting your needs and overflowing. And you and I can focus on just our needs without ever getting to the needs of others. But the moment we come into a relationship with Jesus Christ, He begins saying, what about others? Jesus says it's more blessed when we give than when we receive. Of the incredible gift it is to receive salvation, it's even greater when we give it to others, when we share the good news with others, when we share the healing that we have been given with others, when we share the material possessions we have been given with others. It's even greater. There is an overflow. We serve a God of overflow. Uh, Exodus, in in Exodus 36, uh, Moses asked the people to stop contributing to the building of the temple because there was more than enough. We serve a God of more than enough. Now, that may not be your experience. If your rice bowl is empty, then I sympathize with you. I pray for God to fill that bowl. I understand the hunger, the pain, the suffering that many people around the world endure on a regular basis. And my heart goes out and my prayers are that God would give you everything that you need. But even in this context, God would have you and I honor the Lord Jesus Christ by praying that He would miraculously provide so that we could give rice to others. You might think that that sounds harsh. It sounds cruel. Here I am hungry and God wants me to pray that other people will eat. But I promise you, I've experienced it in my own life. Feed others and you will eat. And I don't mean you have to start um, a miracle ministry of 10,000 people, but there's somebody else that needs rice and you can show them the name of Jesus, the person of Jesus in the midst of their need. God says that we are comforted in our troubles so that we can comfort others and their troubles. Why are you hungry? Because other people are hungry. Why are you in pain? Because there's other people in pain. Why are you Having floodwaters come into your house because there's other people that have floodwaters that come into their house. We live in a broken world. Bad things happen to good people, but God is a redeemer. It doesn't end with just the bad. God uses everything for the good of those that love him. But what about the people with floodwater in their house and they don't know Jesus is a help in time of need? What about the person racked in pain and they don't know that Jesus is a healer? What about the person that's hungry right now tonight and they have no clue to call upon the name of Jesus to feed them? And if we have no sharing in their sufferings, what will compel us to go and tell? What will compel us to experience the miraculous supernatural power of overflow of God? James warns us, you have not because you don't ask God. And when you ask, you ask with your selfish motives that you might spend it on yourself. We've been talking about store and other things in the episodes uh, the last couple of weeks. If you've missed those, please go back and listen to them. But whenever it comes to seed, God gives seed and we can eat it, we can bury it, or we can sow it. And it can turn into a harvest. And so there is a Christian walk where we're going to go to heaven. We're covered under the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, but we're totally focused on me. Feed me. Take care of me. Give me today my daily bread. But then there's another addition opportunity that God allows us to choose. Will you go from you, me, 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 Over to others. What about others? You build houses for others and you're going to have shelter. You educate others and you're going to continue to be educated. You share Jesus with others and you're going to grow in your walk with Jesus. You feed others and you're going to eat. But what about others? Matthew 14 talks about the miracle of the feeding of the multitude. And you know the story probably. If not, go look at Matthew 14. But in the end, it ends with, and they picked up 12 baskets of overflow. We serve a God of overflow. Where are the 12 baskets in your life? There is an overflow of something. And if you will steward the overflow, you will watch God continue to trust you with more overflow. I am a witness of that in my life. Look at 2 Corinthians 9, 8. And God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over, overflow to share with others. What an incredible promise of God. And we can get stuck in the first part of that. I understand hunger. I understand pain. I understand selfishness. We're all born with that. But that does not have to be the end of our story. There are many people that I know across the world that are in a life of overflow. They're serving the same Jesus. You are serving the same Jesus. But is your Jesus barely taking care of you? Or... Is your Jesus using you to give you so that it would overflow into the lives of others? Trust God to be a God of overflow. In your prayer list, add others to your prayer list and watch what happens. Are you storing up what God is causing to overflow in your life? If so... There is a parable that Jesus talks about of the talents where the one invested five and it multiplied to five more. And the one invested two and it became two more. And the one buried their talent and did not did not share it, did not invest it, and they were called wicked. Wicked. Are you storing up? Are you burying God's overflow in your life? Or are you sharing it, looking, praying, expecting God to give you into your hands so that you can give to others? Live in a life of generosity. Statistically, the wealthier Christians become, the less giving they become. Fight against that. Don't be like those statistics. It doesn't have to be that way. As you know, I am not afraid of the prosperity gospel. And I've written about it. I've talked about it. People have canceled me over it, thinking that I'm talking about health, wealth, and prosperity. I am not afraid to talk about the prosperity gospel. It needs to be elevated in the church, but in the context of the kingdom of God with boundaries around it. It's not about the the prosperity of God to me, 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 me. It's all been made by Him and for Him. I don't want prosperity for Kevin. I want prosperity for the kingdom of God. I want kingdom wealth for kingdom good. And God is looking for people that will go into business to generate enormous kingdom wealth for kingdom good. John Wesley was known To at the beginning of his life, to tithe 10%. And at the end of his life, he was living on 10%, tithing 90%, giving 90% to the kingdom of God. I want to go out like that. I am confident God will take care of me and my wife and our family and my children and my grandchildren. I have no insecurity about leaving my kids all that they need But God forbid that all I focus on is a legacy that results in nothing in the kingdom. God is bigger than that. And I am experiencing overflow. And I want to guide you into living that life of overflow in your life. The second thing I want you to see is that God is not only the God of Overflow, but he is the God of others first. And I hope that you will allow God to bless you with the word others. Again, it's not that he doesn't care about Kevin, he just wants to allow Kevin to join him in his work. And the same is true of you feed others and you will eat, shelter others and you will have shelter. The third thing I want you to see is the question. Are you living a life of overflow or a life of scarcity? Is your Jesus giving you barely enough to get by or more than enough? The the Jesus of the Bible is a Jesus of more than enough. Read it and you will see that he gives more than enough. So why do Christians live under a scarcity mentality? If I give it today, I will go without tomorrow. Where is that in God's word? Where where is that kind of heavenly father presented in the word of God? Give it today and you will go without tomorrow. Yes, there's surrender. Yes, there's sacrifice. Yes, he he can call us to specifically give up something. But he will always make it right. Look at Acts 4, verse 20. The the apostles said this about their, their proclamation. We cannot stop telling about everything we have seen and heard. They were requiring them to shut up, to be quiet, to not talk about Jesus. And they just said, we can't. And that's really the spirit of overflow. I can't help but to be generous. I can't help. But to, um, but to employ people in spirit media. I can't help but to serve clients. I can't help but to continue to go to the nations. That's the Jesus that we serve. And I encourage you to come to that point. And I honor everyone. I honor Amangala in Nagaland. Who is in overflow taking care of deaf children? Pastor Achu in Nagaland, who is constantly sharing about this project for the staff, this project for the pastors. Pastor Shaker in Andhra Pradesh is constantly saying, This is going toward the widows, this is going toward the pastors. Rarely, if ever, will he ever say, Can you buy me a shirt? Will you take care of this personal need in my life? He is always focused on others, and he is always taken care of. Pastor Bernard Shaw in Chennai constantly putting out, this village needs a water project, this church needs a sound system, this church needs a baptismal. Never, rarely if ever, will he he say, we are needing help over here and i don't condemn anyone who who gives a personal need but the focus of overflow is others and and it's a faith that god's got me god's got my back and i want you to live in that the the next point i want you to understand is that god uh, is that god's flow results in overflow there is a flow happening from heaven down to our lives jesus taught us to pray let your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven and there is a flow that's happening and it is a flow of that that comes with overflow and if you're not experiencing that i want you to go into your inner prayer room your wrestling match with almighty god and call upon the name of jesus for that overflow through your life and watch what happens. Surrender your needs over to God. Trust that He's got your back and you intercede for others and watch what happens. The the last thing is let the Holy Spirit flow and there will be overflow. What I've been talking about is not just you going and doing what Kevin says, but you and I just on a daily basis hearing what the Holy Spirit wants to say. So often we bring to God what we need and God wants to start talking to us about the needs of others. And are we allowing Him to do that? I've been talking to you about the three things that I I commit to on a daily basis. God, I will go where you say go. I will do what you say do. And I will give what you say give. And those three Result in a life of overflow. And I want that so badly for you. I want to pray over you. And um, as I'm praying, I want you to just consider, do you see the overflow of God in your marriage with your children, your family? I want to pray. Well. Verse 13. Verse um, 13. Romans 15, verse 13. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for everyone that's listening to this message. And I just pray for the supernatural to be unleashed in their life here and now. Lord, I'm asking you for signs and wonders. I'm praying that you will blow people's minds right here, right now. That you will blow their socks off as they just witness like what the disciples witnessed when the net's filled up with fish when they saw the multiplication of bread and fish in the feeding of the multitude, when the disciples saw that water turn into wine, God, in Jesus' name, would you just allow the supernatural to be unleashed in people's lives around the church today? I pray Romans 15, verse 13, that the source, the God, the source of hope would fill everyone completely with joy and peace because you trust in Him then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. So I ask you, Father, for a demonstration of the Spirit's power, for an overflow. God, would people even be given visions to see the blood of Jesus on them dripping into the lives of others, the gifts of God through their hands, passing through their fingers into the lives of others. God, help us not to hold on tightly to your gifts, but to release it into the lives of others. Father, I pray for overflow. Lord, we need to see this in our day. Let there be overflow all across India, overflow across Afghanistan, overflow across Africa, across Canada, the United States, overflow of the Holy Spirit across Russia, overflow of the gifts of God, the presence of God in Thailand and uh, Australia and Lithuania and Spain and Lord, all over the world, and we will give you glory and honor and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, I thank you for being with me today, and I pray that you'll receive this and you'll take it. This Friday is my monthly keynote. It's the word melted. It's a result of overflow. We're going to talk about it this Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern time. I hope you'll be back for that keynote and that you'll receive these messages from God and allow him to encourage, strengthen, and comfort you. Next Tuesday, I'll be back with the word pursue. Um, It's another reality of overflow in our life. Um, So be blessed, be encouraged. Will you please pray for me? I am praying for you. Uh, Send me your prayer request. I would be happy to add those to my daily prayers. I love you. I praise God for you and I'll see you back next week here, uh, on the Kevin White show, but obviously Friday for the keynote, God bless you all.
0: Thank you for subscribing, liking, and sharing the Kevin White show. Visit Kevinwhite.us for Kevin's blog, videos, books, and more all geared toward helping you prosper in the presence of God. That's That's Kevinwhite.us. Kevin's books are available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. Contact Spirit Media for all your publishing and marketing needs at spiritmedia.us. Spirit Media, taking the message of God through the people of God to the nations. Visit spiritmedia.us today. This has been The Kevin White Show. Find the complete archive of all episodes at kevinwhite.us or subscribe for free through your favorite podcast player and never miss an episode. This program copyright Kevin White International. All rights reserved. We will see you back here every Tuesday on The Kevin White Show with another powerful message of prosperity in the presence of God.